Shalom, shalom, welcome. Hope you're doing good today. Every day, what are we committed to do? We are committed to coming on and sharing for one hour every day and lifting up the name of Yeshua and praising Yehovah for what he is doing within our lives and within our nations, that we can see his manifest glory within our lives. We are called to be overcomers. You know, many people are focusing on how many people are dying during this tragedy. But, you know, wouldn't it be interesting to know how many people are being born of the Spirit at this time? How many people are coming to Yeshua, the Messiah, at this time? Can anyone get me a report? Maybe we should ask Fox News if they can just run a report on how many people are getting saved and recognizing that we need a Savior. Hallelujah. Because this is time for our hearts to be on fire with Yehovah. Uh, I shared a few weeks ago on the importance of preparation. Preparation done too late brings demands. And uh, it's amazing that in this season we have these events that are taking place that uh, is so challenging because, you know, you know, just speaking with people today, they were like, I never expected anything like this to happen. It's not like it was on radar. You know, I look at the prophetic words of what the Father has been giving me. And one of the words the Father gave me and the whole reason after I was fasting, I got on the plane and went to the U.S. was this. The Father said, I'm going to pour out my glory in the land of Israel that will be so powerful the nations of the world will have to come to attention because of what I'm going to do in the land. And that's what we are going to stand on today. Um, so we just stand in the Spirit uh, together uh, and just... Uh, We've just got some notes coming in. We've got, uh, let me just read this as we come back to this. Please help me to console my family. My grandma has passed yesterday as a result, uh, and results are unknown. As a prophetess, I pray Yehovah help us all in this season before Passover. Yes, hallelujah. Well, we just stand in the gap and pray uh, with you, Charlie, we just speak the blessing and peace of Yehovah over you and your family at this time as we're coming up to Passover. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. So that's the importance of what we are doing here is to be an encouragement and be a strength to others that we can stand in the Spirit and see the victory in the Holy Spirit. That is what we aim to do. Wow. Father, we thank you. So what we're talking about is preparation done too late brings demands. And the word, the reason why the Father sent me to America was to say, will you stand in the gap? It's time for a mighty outpouring of the Spirit. And I've been preaching for years on the importance of the, this day and why biblically there has to be a mighty revival in the land of Israel. There has to be a mighty outpouring in the land of Israel to bring supernatural transformation. It, we're not looking for modern-day Zionism to be lifted up. Why? Because modern-day Zionism is a persecutor of those who believe in Yeshua. The modern government is not for Yeshua or the whole agenda of Zionism 
It is anti-Mashiach. It's anti-Messiah. It's against the Messiah. So, you know, take off your rose-covered uh, glasses and, you know, let's get into biblical perspective. Modern-day rabbinic teachings are against Messiah. And we've had some teachings on that in other days. Uh, who knows uh, what happens to me? Sometimes I just lose it and we just go off on one and we start dealing with uh, some issues, especially coming up to Passover. Let me tell you something. We're coming up to Passover and what does the rabbinic system want to do? It wants to tie you down. It wants to bind you. It wants to give you all these things that you have to do, which are nothing to do with Passover. Um, let's go to Matthew chapter 11. Uh, I'm trying to keep my finger here in the book of Exodus. Oh, no, I should be able to find Exodus. It's at the beginning of the book. Matthew chapter 11. We'll just go there. Father, we thank you for this time. We lift up your name. We proclaim your promises. Your promises are yes and amen. And we stand on the gap uh, and we stand in the gap for the brokenhearted. We stand in the gap for the nations of the world to come to repentance in Yeshua. We know there is only one way in which you can be saved, and that's through Yeshua, the Messiah. So we come before you, Father, and we ask that your fragrance, that your knowledge will go out from us, that the Jewish people will come to faith in Messiah, that those in the nations will wake up and come to faith in Messiah. And Father, Father, for the Christians, the Christian community, I pray, Father, that you will untangle all of the doctrines of error that we have been taught, all of the things that we have been told in line with Catholic paganism. Father, deliver us from all forms of Catholicism. May this year be the greatest year where we truly know how to walk in Passover, that we are not going to be stuck in the system of Ishtar, Easter which is an abomination before your name. You bake a cake to the Queen of Heaven, then you come into my presence and think I'll receive your worship. That is Jeremiah chapter 7. I will not receive your worship. We are not called to bake a cake to the Queen of Heaven. Hot cross buns, hot cross buns, one a penny, two a penny, hot cross buns. No, you don't need your hot cross buns. We need to get in the spirit. We're talking tonight about humble or crumble. Humble pie or crumble pie. What's it going to be? Are we going to be effective for the king? Humility leads the way in the life of the spirit. If we don't know how to humble ourselves before God, you cannot hear the voice of God. And when I minister and share, what I find is I find that many people ask me uh, on prayer lines, they say there are two things I have a problem with, the voice of God and the will of God. And what we're dealing with tonight is we're just going to talk about humility and the importance of humbling ourselves before him. Without humility, we cannot see the will of God manifest within our lives. So the challenge today is to identify 
Are we walking in the spirit? Are we walking in the truth? You know, are you trying to analyze why are you not hearing the way you think you should be hearing? Are you walking the way you think you should be walking? Listen, you are called to walk in signs and wonders and miracles. You should be moving in the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit every single day. It is not to be uncommon to know the voice of God. It should be something that we are partakers of on a daily basis. What is the Ruach HaKodesh? What's the Holy Spirit saying to you today? What's your words of action? What's the, what's the vision that he has placed within your hearts? So we wonder where the resources are in the things we do in life. Where there is vision, there will be provision. How is the Father leading us? How is he aligning us? And as I went to America at the beginning of February, I went on fire with the Spirit. For what purpose? To proclaim it is time for the glory of Yehovah to be seen in the land of Israel. And I appreciate the importance of making investments in the nations of the world. I appreciate the importance of making investments on how we are bringing people unto salvation all over the nations of the world. But if you truly have a heart for the Father, where is your connection with the land? Where is your connection with the land? And listen, you're talking about, you're talking to a teacher who doesn't go to the Jewish people in the land and say, oh, we love you, you are God's chosen people. Why? Because I've read the book. All these, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, all these guides are taught the Catholic system. They're, you know, and a lot of the Christian guides as well. There's a few I know that are really blessed and they'll teach you the truth. But many of the Christian guides will teach you the wrong message here in the land. You're, just because you're born Jewish doesn't mean you're God's chosen people. That's not what it says within the scripture. It says, if you are born of the Spirit, you are the seed of Abraham. But because we don't understand the gospel, because we don't understand the foundation of the gospel, we miss the connection to how to share our faith to be effective in evangelism in Israel. And my prayer is that we see a mighty outpouring here in the land of Israel, that we will speak the truth of Jehovah. We're not called to lift a people up to tell them you are God's chosen people. Why? Because every person on this planet, this is what the Father says, I, I want I want you to walk as my chosen people. I want you to be in covenant with me. And the whole reason why they say the Jews are God's chosen people is they say that they are in covenant with God. Well, you know, if you know the gospel, if you know what the scripture says, you will know that Yeshua died. And when he died and rose again, there is no longer a covenant with the Jewish people because at Mount Sinai, it wasn't yud heh vav the father who married Israel. It was the son who married Israel at Mount Sinai. And the only way you can understand this is, you know, what was I taught? Uh, what's the theological training? God the Father marries Israel and Jesus marries the church. Is that true biblical teaching? Is that really what the scriptures talk about? Because if that's true, why are Jewish people getting saved in Jesus, in Yeshua? Why are they getting saved? When the Torah clearly says the son can't marry the father's bride, that can't happen. 
There's a problem I have with rabbinic Judaism. You know, the very foundation of key things that connect the Messiah and the gospel. Rabbinic Judaism wants to untie it. It says in the Torah that if you are married and then you're divorced and you remarry or you go off with others, you can't go back and marry who you first married. That's Torah. Well, the rabbinics, they changed that around and said, oh, yeah, no, we'll give you permission. You can go marry the person you married before against the Torah. That's why I don't promote or teach Judaism or Mercianic Judaism. We're not called to be connected in any form to Judaism. We are believers in the Mashiach, believers in the Messiah. We're called to walk in the Spirit in the Messiah. So what am I saying here? The understanding and the roots of the gospel is key to bringing transformation of uh, how you treat and how you react to the Jewish people here in the land of Israel. I have never had one ultra-Orthodox or religious Jew spit in my face when I tell them you have no covenant because you disobey Moses. I've never had one of them spit in my face. They're like, what are you talking about? They're like, come on, you want to talk about this? I'm like, yeah, I want to talk about this. You want to talk about it? Let's get to the scriptures and talk about it. And we start delving into the word and I start seeing tears running down their faces. They're waking up to the reality. Why did no one ever tell me about these scriptures within my Bible? Why did no one ever tell me where the Mashiach is within the Torah? as we open up their eyes. And it's a work of the Holy Spirit that's taking place. It's not a work of the flesh. It's not just information being delivered. It's moving by the power of the Spirit, bringing transformation by the power of the Spirit. We must be a people who are prayed up. We must be a people who are prepared in His presence so we can press in to know Him, so we can minister His words of truth to this generation for such a time as this. I'm prophesying The glory of God will be revealed in Israel greater than any place on the earth. And we are walking into that season now. The question is, are you connected to that move? Are you connected to that work? This is the hour. And that's the whole plan of being in America. I said, wake up. This is what's about to happen. I didn't know we're about to go into a global shutdown of all the things that are happening. But one thing I do know, it is time for the power of God to manifest and bring supernatural transformation to this generation. And I am not going to slow down until we see the victory in in, in Yeshua. Hallelujah. He is awesome. So I was telling you to get to Matthew chapter 11. And the reason I was telling you to get to Matthew chapter 11 is because another thing the rabbinics want you to do, they want you to take your toaster out of your house, they want you to take your oven, your kettle, get all your dishes out of the house, your knives and forks and spoons. Um, what other things? Em- pretty much empty your kitchen out. Get get uh, paper plates and plastic spoons and all that for unleavened bread. Why? Because, oh, if we were to see just one little crumb of bread. That's sin. That means we will be contaminated, you know, and they add all these laws onto the laws. You know, I've shared before, you know, Passover time, what it was like in my office. One day I come into my office and I find that my staff had had the cleaners put everything away and kosherize the office for Pesach, for Passover. And I'm like, what is going on here? Where is the coffee maker? What's the coffee maker got to do with leaven? 
It says get the leaven out of your house. It doesn't say get the coffee maker out of your house. It doesn't say get your mug out of your house. So my whole kitchen is koshered, you know, so that the staff can come in and work there. Well, what do I do? You know, as for me and my house, we serve Yehovah. I will not allow rabbinic practices in my home. So that means you need to get your kippah off. What are you doing wearing that thing anyway? Who told you to wear it? Stop identifying yourself with a false religion. You don't need to wear your kippah, okay? It doesn't make you any more holy. It doesn't make you identify any more with your people. No, your people are in Messiah. So get these trimmings of religion off of us so we can minister the truth. You know, what does the rabbinic say? You know, if you put the straps on, you know, for the, for the words and you, and you do the tefillin, if you do that, you're going to be, um, you're going to have your sins forgiven. They have all these different systems on how you deal with the sin factor within your life. And we know that we are a fallen people. And there's only one way we can have forgiveness of sins and that is through Yeshua the Messiah hallelujah that we need to be found in Messiah so I cleaned up all my kitchen and put everything back out and you know here came unleavened bread and my staff were coming into work and oh I get the phone call you know you need to come down to the office we've got a problem I'm like I come down and I'm armed I'm armed with my bible Okay, what's the problem down here? Oh, we can't work here. Well, what do you mean you can't work here? Well, because the coffee maker's out. You've made coffee this morning. Well, what, what's the problem with that? Uh, well, the plates are out. The spoons are out. I said, yeah, yeah, of course. You know, well, this is not kosher. We can't live in this environment. I said, okay, let's just sit down. Here's the scriptures. You've got your cell phones. Do you want to get up in the, in the Hebrew translation in the Torah? Just tell me where it says, get your coffee maker out of the kitchen. Tell me where it says you have to take your spoons and, and uh, do all this change. How many Mercianic homes have I walked into at the time of Passover and they're going through all these weird traditions? What is going on with us? Can we lay this stuff down? I love what Yeshua said. Why? Because of the Pharisees. Those Pharisees, that is the root of rabbinic Judaism, Phariseeism. Okay? Those Pharisees, when Yeshua is dealing with them, what does he say in response to all the things that they are trying to put on the people? This is what he says. He says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Hallelujah. Yes, sister, get the leaven of the Pharisees out of our lives. Hallelujah. Mimi, good word. Yeah, that's exactly what we have to do. Let's get the leaven of the Pharisees, the leaven of rabbinic Judaism out of our lives. Let's enjoy Passover and the fruits of the Spirit, rejoicing in the Messiah. A week today is first fruits. Hallelujah. He is risen. You want to celebrate the day of the risen Savior? This, this year it's going to be on Sunday. Hallelujah. I can't wait. Well, every year it's on Sunday. <laughs> it is 
the more it is the day after the Sabbath. It's always going to be on a Sunday. Not according to the rabbinics. No, not according to them. But we're not going to walk following them. We're going to follow what the scripture has to say. Hallelujah. I hope this is encouraging. We're talking about humility and Yeshua is our example. And in this opening scripture, you know, before we get to the book of Exodus, hallelujah. What does Yeshua say? I am gentle and humble in heart. Well, wait a minute, meek and mild, gentle Jesus. Didn't you just go in and turn over all the tables within the temple courts? Aren't you meant to be humble? Aren't you meant to be gentle? What are you talking about? Well, there is a meekness, there is a gentleness, a a humility that we see in Yeshua. But just because you're walking in humility, it doesn't mean you cannot walk in authority. Okay? Saturday night, you're right. Hallelujah, Uh, Mimi. Saturday night starts first fruits into Sunday. Hallelujah. So what we are talking about tonight, we are talking about humble or crumble. Listen, this is how I see crumble. Crumble's a little bit like pride. You know, it's the crust, you know, that you need to find an instrument to get through to the heart of what you should be partaking of. We need humility. We need to walk uh, humbly before the Father. We want to see the fruits of meekness within our life. We want to see the blessings of Yehovah within our life. So as I said we we're going to go to the book of Exodus. Exodus, hallelujah. Exodus chapter something, chapter 10. And uh, I just want to point, I just want to hit on a couple of points here on this. We're not going to spend all the time reading this through. Why? Because we're going to be reading through these chapters in a few days around our table, and I hope you will be too. Hallelujah. It says here in Exodus chapter 10, uh, then Yehovah said, verse 1, and Yehovah said to Moshe, Go to Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the hearts of his officials, so that I may perform these miraculous signs of mine among them, that you may tell your children and your grandchildren how I dealt harshly with the Egyptians and how I performed my signs among them, and that you may know that I am Yehovah. The Father is going to harden the hearts of Pharaoh, of the Egyptian officials. He's going to harden the hearts of religious leaders. He's going to harden the hearts of those who are walking in line with Hasatan, with Satan. So verse 3, it says, So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said to him, This is what Yehovah, the Elohim of the Hebrews, says. How long will you, what? How long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? Wow, what a powerful word. How long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? Let my people go so that they may worship me. If you refuse to let them go, I will bring locusts into your country tomorrow. How long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? You know, we can read this and, and uh, we can say, well, you know, that's, that's pretty awesome. Uh, you know, uh, Pharaoh's got a hard heart. He's Pharaoh after all, but, you know, I'm a believer. 
But I want to tell you, if you're struggling with the voice of the, of the Holy Spirit, if you're having problems with knowing what the Spirit is saying to you, if you're having problems with your faith walk, then, you know, my cry today, my prophetic cry today is check if pride is in the way. Check if your heart is hardened against the things the Father has called you to do. Are we living right? Are we walking right? The Father is saying, humble ourselves before him. It's how we see the victory in Yehovah. Deuteronomy, let's just run there. Deuteronomy chapter 8, hallelujah. <clears throat> oh, I was getting a sore throat and all my bones were aching. I'm thinking, man, am I getting the coronavirus or what? And then I realized, you know what? I'm a child of the Most High God. I'm going to stand on His promises. Ah, I fight the victory, hallelujah. I'm not going to be exhausted or in pain. I'm going to overcome in Yeshua's name. Okay, where are we at here? Um, right. Uh, the importance of this portion of Scripture, we talked the other day about, you know, why were they 40 years within the desert? What was going on in the lives of uh, the Israelites in the place of the desert? And I love what it says here. We're going to read just, you know, the first few verses of Deuteronomy chapter 8. Uh, Moses is speaking, be careful to follow every command I am giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land that Yehovah promised on oath to your forefathers. Remember how Yehovah, your Elohim, led you all the way in the desert these 40 years. For what purpose? To humble you and to test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commandments. He humbled you, causing you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your fathers had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of Yehovah. Man does not live on bread alone, but from every word that comes forth from the mouth of Yehovah. And we know that scripture because we see it in Matthew chapter 4, and that's exactly what Yeshua had to say to Satan through all of his trials. What, what does it say in the midst of this in Matthew chapter 4 and the temptations of Yeshua in verse 1? Then Yeshua was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of Elohim. Tell these stones to become bread. Yeshua answered, It is written, Man does not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of Elohim. Hallelujah. The greatest word you will ever receive is not a word from a man. The greatest word you will ever receive is words from heaven. We just speak heavenly transformation within our lives. We want your word to come alive within our lives. We thank you for your word. We need food from heaven. We cannot survive just on bread alone. We are spiritual beings. And Father, we press into you to know you more. Give us a hunger and thirst for righteousness. Forgive us for not being uh, diligent in your word. 
forgive us for being complacent and, and having worry. If you've got fear and worry, do you know what you are? You are proclaiming that you are an atheist. You do not believe God. You cannot believe God and walk in fear. Because to walk in fear, you're saying, I don't trust you. You cannot do this for me. I don't accept this. So, you know, that's why it was so important with Gideon, with the army. If you have fear, go home. And the majority left. Wow. Well, that was easy. And then the number kept getting reduced all the way down to 300 men. Because of what? First, we're dealing with fear. Then we're identifying, take a drink. And let's see how you drink. If you get down and all you're concerned about is what you're getting for yourself, send those people home too. But those who are sipping, who are looking around, who are watching, they're not just down and just getting for themselves, but they're looking around, they're watching. That's the people that you are called to walk with. We want people that are looking out for the backs of others. They're looking because they care about other people. They're not all just about themselves. We don't want to walk with a selfish people. We want to walk with a people who are concerned for his kingdom and concerned to bring us into the fullness of who Yahovah is. Father, take us to that place where we can walk in your fullness. If you are struggling with the voice of God, could it be? that you need to humble yourself before him. Could it be? They were tested in the wilderness. The father had to humble them. What did he do? He brought them to a place of hunger. He broke them down. You know, some of you are in the place of financial ruin and difficulty. Why? Because you're not listening. The father, yet yeah, he, will, he will provide for you. Watch the manner of heaven come. He's not going to leave you desolate, but he will test you on how you respond to his word and how you respond to how you were called to live. He is really real. Do we know him? What is the Father's purpose on this earth and how are we playing our part in line with his will and his purpose? What a blessing to be in the land of Israel for such a time as this. Why? Because we are alive in the day when the glory of Yehovah will be revealed in the land of Israel. It will impact the nations of the world because of what happens right here. And what a blessing to be in Caesarea, Caesarea, as some of you say. Where the outpouring of the Spirit took place and the gospel went out to the nations. And then here I am 2,000 years later. What am I proclaiming? It's time for the glory of Yehovah to return to this land. This we're about to witness is the greatest love story ever told. I can't wait to see hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people coming to Messiah in this coming season. I am interceding. I am uh, standing in the gap. I fast and pray for this. I press into this. This has been our mission. This has been our assignment since 2011. Stand in the gap on behalf of this land that my glory may be revealed. This is the hour for the glory of Yehovah to be revealed in the land. And the question is, where is your connection to the land? Are we investing our resources? Are we praying over the importance of the Father pouring out in Israel for the right purposes? 
Let's not put our money into things that are not building the kingdom. This is the time for evangelism and outreach to bring transformation to this generation. Sounds like a good line for a new song. Transformation to this generation. I've got a rap coming on. <laughs> Hallelujah. Father, thank you. We worship you. We, we rejoice. We want to get to the place where we know what, how to walk in humility, that we know how to lay our lives down for the purpose of your kingdom. Let everything we do be out of a heart to bring glory to your name. Thank you, Father. Someone uh, has removed the book of James from my Bible. If any of you have found it, let me know. <laughs> okay, we got it. Of course, it's after Hebrews. Everybody knows that. Book of James, chapter 4. I hope you're encouraged and enjoying the word. Is, look, there's always a time to share. Share this on your Facebook if you haven't already. We want to get the word out there. We want to encourage people in their faith that they can walk in the presence of Yehovah and see his glory manifest. What we're looking at is James chapter 4, and we're going to read uh, from verse 7. Submit yourself. What, what is this? This, this is We're dealing with the cure to the problems of uh, the flesh and, 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 and living in the world. Let's just read the whole section. You know, let's not go to the cure first. You know, it's like, you know, can I give you a tablet to help you get well? But let's go back and look at why are we sick? Let's just identify why we're sick. James chapter 4 verse 1. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You want something but don't get it. You kill and covet but you cannot have what you want. You quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask Elohim. Hallelujah. Let's be people who ask of Yehovah. Let's ask God. Father, I need you. Will you, will, you, will you provide for us? Why? So that we can serve you. Stop asking for provision that is nothing to do with kingdom. You haven't got time to waste. Well, you know, sitting there twiddling your fingers because you've got to stay in your house, you know, twiddling your thumbs, twiddling your fingers. Let's be equipped. Come on. Let's inquire of the Father. You don't have because you don't ask. What things should we be asking for? Stop getting lost in the world thinking that this world is going to bring forth the provision and the things that you need. You need to yield yourself to the Father for such a time as this. It's time for us to walk in the Spirit. It's time for us to live by the Spirit. We are not our own. We are bought with a price. We are Holy Spirit-filled people. Hallelujah. This is the day that He has made, and we choose to rejoice and be glad in it. We lift up your name. May your name be high and lifted up. When you ask, verse 3, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. <sighs> if the faith movement would just start preaching the true gospel, maybe we'd get somewhere instead of all this seeker-friendly nonsense that's going on. We need a people to be raised up who are... Um, <sighs> what's the word? 
addicted to Yeshua, just addicted to him in such a way. You know, where's the army of Yehovah? Raise us up, fill us up, send us out. May we be on fire with the Spirit for such a time as this that we can go out and bring the answer to this generation. Why? Because Yeshua is the answer. Oh, I don't know how to deal with this type of person. You don't have to study how to deal with anybody. All you have to do is study this word and allow the Holy Spirit to fill you up, bring supernatural trans- transformation within your life. And as you walk in the freedom of the Spirit, as you walk in the truth of Yehovah, what happens as you start to minister and share your faith, His word will come forth. You don't have to think about what you're going to say. His word will come forth. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. What are we talking about today? We're talking about walking in humility. Humility leads the way in following God. You cannot walk in the promises of God with the fullness of pride. You can't. We have to humble ourselves before him. So I said we were coming to the cure, didn't I? I said we were coming to the answer. But before we get to the answer of what we have to do, we have to realize the consequences of how we are living. And listen, you know, we we can say, well, amen, brother. Yeah, I know people like that. But I want to ask the question, is God speaking to me right now? Is he speaking to my life? Is he speaking to your life right now? Are we catching by the Spirit what he is saying right now? Is this a word for me? Or are we just saying, Amen, that's for Sister Mavis over the road. I'm going to send her this message after. Are we truly living in the clarity of Yehovah? Are we living and walking in His way? Hallelujah. We have got to get to the place where if you love me, you will obey my commands. You will walk in my ways. Why? Because we will humble ourselves. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred towards God? Oh, James, just calm down, James. You know, you can't come back to my church and speak anymore if this is how you're going to talk to the people. Can you just be a little bit more gentle, maybe a little bit more humble in what you're saying right now? You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred towards God? It takes a strong word to set us free. It takes a strong word to move us into the victory in Yeshua. Come on, we want to take the word on the chin. Father, give us your word so that we can align ourselves with your ways. Hold nothing back. Let us walk in the spirit of Yehovah for such a time as this. Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes what? An enemy of God. I'm a friend of God. Or do you think scripture says without reason that the spirit... He causes to live in us envies intensely, but he gives us more grace. That is why the scripture says God opposes a proud, but gives grace to the humble. What's the foundation that we need today? What do we need? You know, you spend what you get on your pleasures. You know, I want to speak to business people right now. 
I've been in business for, you know, quite a number of years. I, I gave up business. I was living by faith, walking by the Spirit, and the Holy Spirit said, I'm calling you back to business. I'm like, get behind me, Satan. How dare you sound like the Holy Spirit? I'm not called to business. I don't want to lift up the spirit of mammon. I want to preach the gospel. And the Father said, I'm calling you back to business. And he put me back in the business world as well as ministry. But for seven years, I didn't speak in public. Do you know how many people came up to me and said, God's given me a word. You're out of the will of God. You're meant to be preaching the gospel. What do you think you're doing in business? I'm like, look, you might not understand this, but don't come up to me and say, thus saith the Lord. Because I didn't want to walk this way either. But God says, I'm calling you here. This is where I'm calling you to walk. I want you to walk in this way. And I said, here I am, Father. I want to do whatever you want me to do. After three months, it took me uh, of being disobedient to the call of Yehovah because I didn't understand. I only knew how to live as a missionary. I only knew how that everything I had was to be poured out to make a difference for the gospel. And this was the pledge I made before the Father. What I make in business, I will give to your kingdom work. And that's how I live. I live by faith. I walk by the Spirit. And what I make in business, I apply to make a difference for his kingdom. And that's how we're called to live. So what's the pledge you've made before God with your businesses? What's the pledge that you've made? How are you applying the provisions and the things that the Father has given you? Are you full of fear? Are you just asking God to bless you for your own personal pleasures? Or are we looking at how we sow into his kingdom for such a time as this? Verse 7 of James chapter 4. Submit yourself then to Elohim. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist the devil. Resist the devil. What do you mean resist the devil? Well, we just heard that friendship with the world uh, become, uh, means that you become an enemy of God. Friendship with the world is hatred towards God. Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. So what we want to do is we want to align ourselves, resist the devil. I'm not on this planet trying to build my own personal empire. My legacy should be that of what happens by the Spirit. Hallelujah. How many jets do we need to buy? How many things do we have to go through to get to this place? Okay, what does it say? Resist the devil and he will flee from you. I'm trying to keep on track here. You know, I'm trying my best. Come near to me. Come near to Elohim and he will come near to you. Wash your hands. Well, that's something we're doing a lot of today. Hallelujah. Wash your hands. You know, are you washing always? Are you putting your fingers? Look, are we doing things? Are you singing the happy birthday song? You know, are you going through the whole cycle of what it truly means to wash your hands? Or are you just trying to rinse off and realize that you're not really washing your hands? Can you believe in 2020, we have commercials on the, the television trying to teach us how to wash our hands. Huh? Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. This is encouraging stuff. Hallelujah. <laughs> Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourself before Yehovah, and he will lift you up. Today's message is a message of supernatural deliverance. This is the hour of breakthrough in the spirit. 
This is the hour of breakthrough. You're st- what are you struggling with? Are you struggling with things because you just will not let go and let God? Then I want to encourage you. This is time. It's time for us to say, Father, I need you. It's time for us to say, man, I want to be like you. I want to walk like you. I want to know you. I want you to do a greater work within my life. I give you permission to bring transformation, to cleanse my heart. This is the time where the Father is saying he wants us to be humble. He doesn't want us to crumble. So what are you going through? What are you facing Pride breaks communication with God. You want to open up those channels to hear like you've never heard. You want to open up those channels to walk in the Holy Spirit and to witness the transforming power of his manifest glory within our lives. Then let's be people who humble ourselves before Yehovah. How do we know if we're walking humbly before him? Because our testimony is filled with the glory of what God is doing within our lives. We should be people who have a lot to say because God is doing a lot. We should have a lot to say because God is doing a lot. Are we boasting in his name because of what he is doing? Let's speak forth his word to this generation that we can see his kingdom come and his will done humility is the acceptance of god's will over your will you've got a choice are you going to allow his will to rule in your life or are you going to harden your hearts towards him because you have a choice you are not called to be a robot god's not saying that you have to do these things. He says, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. He's given you a choice to walk in his ways. He says, you want to walk and you want to see my glory? You want to see the power of God all over your life, all over your walk? Then humble yourself before me and I will lift you up. I will bring you to a place of transformation. The glory of Yehovah. Thank you, Father. Let's go to Philippians Philippians, uh, Philippians chapter 2. Yeshua, we worship you because of who you are within our lives and what you do within our lives. Verse, uh, verse 5, your attitude should be the same as that of Yeshua the Messiah, who being the very nature of Elohim, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. But he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Yeshua every knee will bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue will confess that Yeshua the Mashiach, Yeshua the Messiah, is the Lord to the glory of Elohim the Father. Thank you, Father, for your word, that you are not asking us to humble ourselves because 
You just think it will go well for us, but you demonstrated this through your Son, that you demonstrated to us that this is the way that we are called to walk. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians uh, chapter 8. Thank you, Father. For you know the, uh, verse 9, for you know the grace of uh, Yeshua the Messiah, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you, through his poverty, might become rich. If we will just pay the price, we can walk in what is true riches in heaven. We can walk in what true riches are. What is the true riches of this world or of this universe? It's the riches that's found in his presence. It's who we are in him. Why? Because he will sustain you. He will sustain you no matter what you go through. So we're living in a day and we're preaching this message and what's on our televisions right now, uh, you know, what, what are the leaders of our nations saying? 700 people dead today in the UK. I don't know what the count is in the, in the US or in other countries. Here in Israel, we're up to 48 already tonight. And I'm not watching and spending all my time looking at how many people are dying. But one thing we recognize, that we are being faced with turmoil. Yesterday, I encouraged you, listen, you need to partake of Passover. You might not have done Passover before, but you need to repent of doing Easter. Easter, we have to come out of Catholicism once and for all. You cannot walk with the Catholic Jesus. You must come back to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The early believers all walked in the feasts of the Lord, not the feast of the Jews. It's the feasts of the Lord. And what we're going to do this year is we're going to put uh, uh, things to hang around our door with scripture verses of supernatural protection. And maybe I'll, if I can find some red paint or red markers, whatever it takes to get stuff around the doorposts of our home to proclaim the victory and protection in Yeshua. We say to this coronavirus, you will not touch me. You will not touch my family in Yeshua's name. And if your family is going through pain, if you're going through loss, then we stand in the gap with you. We stand in the gap with you. But we ask everyone that this is the time to partake of, pas of Passover. And it just needs to be simple. You don't have to have uh, Seder plates. You don't have to have... Uh, a hagag or whatever you call it you know you don't have to have an order of service with a four two hour to four hour breakdown no just read your bible just go to leviticus chapter 23 and just go back and read you know what did i just read in deuteronomy uh where was it deuteronomy chapter 8 what is it talking about in that portion i just read it said you will. You were tested in the wilderness for what purpose? So that your generations to come forever will see who I am, will recognize that I truly am God. Hallelujah. So I'm just going to leave us tonight with Psalm 91. We want to keep the word before us. We want to proclaim the word before us. There's, there's many scriptures that uh, I was going to... Uh, read, you know, Romans chapter 15, for even the Messiah did not please himself, but as it is written, the insults of those who insulted you have fallen on me. 
He paid the price to set us free. Hallelujah. Micah chapter 6. Oh, people, Yehovah has told you what is good. And this is what he requires of you. To do what is right. To love mercy. To walk humbly with your God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Walk humbly with your God. You don't want to get to the place where God humbles you. In 1 Samuel chapter 2, Yehovah sent poverty and wealth. He humbles and he exalts. So let's be people that just humble ourselves rather than having to be humbled because of our disobedience. Praise Yehovah, sister. You put red, uh, put red tulle and palm branches round my door. Yeah, my front door says Yeshua and my side door says Exodus 12, 23. Hallelujah. Praise Yehovah. Yeah, we are called to walk and surround ourselves with his presence. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2 to 3. Remember how Yehovah, your Elohim, led you in the way of the wilderness those 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart. And that's what we just read earlier. Whether or not you'd keep his commandments. He humbled you, causing you to hunger, then feeding you with manna. Maybe in this season, the Father's going to break some of us down to such a place that we will get to know the true voice of God. Let's succeed in our spiritual lives today. Let's succeed in growing in him. I am so blessed and encouraged at who he is. But let's also not be ignorant of what's going on around us. The tragedy, what we are expecting to see, you know. Tomorrow we're going to wake up and thousands of people will have died. And how do you feel about that, you know? Are we interceding on behalf of a broken, sinful world? Are we standing in the gap? Yes, Father, we're going to speak a scripture of protection over our house, over our families. But, Father, we want to ask you to minister your compassion and love to those who have lost family members at this time, to those who've lost loved ones, who can't even get to the funeral, who can't even celebrate the life of the individual because of what's happening. And we know that this, uh, this uh, pandemic is affecting believers and non-believers alike. It's affecting so many. And Father, we just cry out and we ask for deliverance. We ask, Father, that there will be a way that your name will be glorified in the midst of all of this. We know that you haven't done this, that this is the fruit of sin because of what man is doing and has done. But Father, you will take that which is meant for evil and you will turn it into good. So we ask you, Father, today that you'll turn this situation around, that this will be the greatest day of the glory of God being revealed to this generation. Psalm 91, for he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High. Father, we just read this, this portion of scripture. We're just going to read through it and we just apply it to our lives right now. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of Yehovah, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare, from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you 
with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of day, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that strikes in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you make the Most High your dwelling, here's the conditions. If you make the Most High your dwelling, even the Lord who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent. No disaster will come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name, Yehovah. He will call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble, and I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show my and show him my salvation father we thank you for your word we thank you for protection if god be for us who can be against us father right now we need you we need you as individuals we need you as families father as we're in isolation within our homes minister to us teach us your word help us to humble ourselves before you we don't want to crumble we don't want to be broken because we're not uh, um, yielding to you. Remove the hard heart for us in any way that we are, are um, withholding from you with parts of our lives, with parts of uh, our resources, with parts of our testimony. Help us to be those that speak forth your truth, that speak forth your word at this time. So we thank you for the word today, that your word is alive Hallelujah, we proclaim the victory in Messiah. Teach us to walk in your ways. Give us a, a, a key, uh, a direction on how we can minister the love of Yeshua to someone else today. Let's not go through a day where we're not sharing the love of Yeshua to the heart of another. If you've been blessed and encouraged with the ministry, it's Kenny Russell, Bulldozer Faith. What are we doing? We are living life in the Spirit. We are on fire for such a time as this. We are in the land of Israel, Kasaria, Israel, and we are asking you, stand in the gap with us as we proclaim the name of Yeshua to be lifted up in the land of Israel. The hour has come for the glory of God to manifest in the land. As you stand with me to do that, what are we doing? You're not standing with me. We're standing with Yehovah. We're standing with the Father. We're saying this is the hour for your name to be lifted up. As we do that, as we sacrifice to see that come to pass, you will see the glory of God manifest within your communities. It's called biblical order of how we see the outpouring of the Spirit take place. Anyway, you can go to bulldozerfaith.com if you want to give to the ministry. Yes, we are uh, facing all sorts of craziness because of the coronavirus. Uh, we even had a few families that wanted to come here today. 
and uh, we were not able to take them because of the laws and the things that's going on. So, and also the main reason is I'm in quarantine. I can't have anyone else on the property. So that's one of the main reasons. But we ask you to stand in the gap with us. If you want to give monthly, we are believing that the Father will give us 1,000 new subscribers monthly to support the work we do so that we can be a mission agency and take resources to train people in evangelism, to send mission teams in evangelism, to make a difference for the kingdom, to broadcast. We have a television center. We've got everything right here. All we need is to get the manpower in place so and, and the, the trainers and the people that we need so we can run mission outreach. That is our purpose. So we are in full preparation right now. And if you're blessed and the Father's blessing you in this season and you want to give, you can give in your currency no matter where you're watching from in the world. Just go on to bulldozeoffaith.com forward slash give and we appreciate it. If you're praying with us, please reach out to us. Tell us you're praying. You can sign up for our newsletters. You can see that on bulldozeoffaith.com. I probably need to get a newsletter out today just to give people an update. But uh, thanks for watching. I appreciate you. Until tomorrow, shalom, shalom.